Thanks for joining us again, everybody. A slightly different episode this week, Jared, isn't it? You came to us with this little uh, sort of side side piece. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I do know why. But well, we know why. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought it would be an interesting one to have a little chat about. Basically, let's put it this way. Vin Diesel's blowing up the internet currently. For, for different reasons, though. Because his movies are, you know, put, put on the back burner or pushed back, he, he, he ripped out a song. Like me, I was like, what the fuck? He ripped out a song. What are we talking about here? I was expecting hilarity to ensue, pretty much. Yep. But, and I'm not going to say anything just yet about <laughs> what I think of it, but it was not as embarrassing as I anticipated. That'll, that's, that's where I'll start. Hmm. But today we thought we'd sit down and we'd punch out a few actors who... I mean, do we say dabble in music? Some of them have dabbled. Some of them have wasted vast amounts of their time. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> okay, that might so be harsh. That might be harsh. Actors yeah. Who, who, yeah, from the genres we're into, so action stars or horror stars, mostly action, who have dabbled or spent some time playing music. Hmm. Every single one of these people has been in a film we have covered or will cover. Yes. Let's kick things off, Jared, with Mr. Diesel. Hmm. The song is called Feel Like I Do. Let's get your thoughts, Jared. What was your take? Because I'm assuming, <laughs> like me, you said Vin Diesel, Siggy, get the fuck out of here. Well, look, I watched the clip where he introduced it on the Kelly Clarkson show and. When he was rambling on about what it was, I was just thinking, oh, Jesus, this is going to be... Well, <laughs> a little bit of me was thinking, you know, this will be good because, you know, when you, are, when you are as famous as these people, it opens a lot of, you know, I understand, they're creatives, they've got more than one outlet, and it opens a few doors and allows you to indulge something that if you otherwise wandered into the office of the record company and said, I've got this song, they'd laugh you out. But because your name's Vin Diesel, you get the opportunity. So I was thinking, oh, this is going to be absolutely piss funny, you know. Assholes like us get to, you know, poke fun at you when you do <laughs> when you do things like that. But then it started, and I thought, you know what? He's put something out there that fits right in with the with what you're hearing on the radio at the moment. Now, whether that's your thing or not, and whether that's your style of music, you know, you can you can say it's a piece of shit if if. If you don't like that music, fair enough. My take is he's roped in Kygo, who's got a few hits under the belt. He's done exactly yeah. what you would normally do, and he's he's chucked something out there that would fit right in with what what has been coming out of that of that uh, genre. Yeah, look, I was a bit like you as soon as I heard Vin Diesel and single, I tittered to myself. <laughs> <laughs> And thought, this is going to be fucking hilarity, right? Yep. The song, look, I'm like you. It's not for all tastes. 
Now, I'm not into that type of shit, so it's not really for me. But I'm looking at it from the perspective of if I turn the radio on, right, and I don't listen to a lot of radio these days, that's what Spotify's for, <laughs> to, to listen to your, wallow in your own shit. Yeah, yeah, so you can, you right. can avoid Vin Diesel. Correct. But if I turn the radio on, this would fit with what's currently out there. That kind of dance, techno, funk type of stuff, um, pop sort of stuff that's going on. And honestly, it was quite catchy. Fucking sue me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to sue you because I'm not going to pretend that, you know, like you, on first listen, <laughs> I was still tittering. And then I walked away from YouTube and started, and I'm thinking, yeah, oh, yeah. shit, I'm humming along to <laughs> Look. But look, it's, again, it's, he's he's done exactly. He was smart to get Kygo in because you listen to that, and he does exactly what he does with all that other shit. It's got that vocal chops. It's got all that yep. all that sort of shit in it. And it's you know, never mind that Vin's voice sounds like it's got more <laughs> electronic shit covering it up than he did when he was the Iron Giant. Like, <laughs> sounds like fucking Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Like, vocally, they have basically just, they just re-recorded it. Are you really sure it's even him? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's probably the negative to the song. It's impossible to hear that it's Vin Diesel. <laughs> Are like, you suggesting that it might be Millie Vanilli style? <laughs> <laughs> Millie Vinny. <laughs> not quite, not quite. I guess what I'm saying is it's just been auto-tuned to fucking hell, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah fucking hell. Um, it has nothing that makes it sound like Vin Diesel. Right? No. And, of course, he's singing. So most of us are going, we don't know what he sounds like as a singer. Yeah. And that's where... that's that's where. Well, we were, we were guessing. Diesel's been shrewd here. Look, he's played it played it fairly fairly smart here, I think. Um, also, I did have to chuckle. I, I don't know why, but it, it does make me laugh when, you know, a 53-year-old man's singing sugary pop songs about the girl that walked into the room and... <laughs> Took his eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, look, look. It's not. I mean, it's probably a song. You know what? It's probably an off cut. Who, who, who dropped it? That Kygo or someone like who that. Said no, who whoever. said no? Did Kygo take no. it to? Did Kygo take it to Bieber and get brushed off or what? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I was under the impression that Diesel wrote it himself. <laughs> <laughs> but if yeah, what if he did? He's done all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I mean, we said, he's I'm hit, not going to dig deeply into the lyrics of the song because, quite frankly, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. This sort of stuff. I mean, you can listen to any of the stuff on the radio, and it's it um, lyrically they're rubbish. They are rubbish. But it's about catchiness. You've got to get the people to listen to it. It doesn't matter what the fuck's being said. It matters about whether you will hum it as you were. Yeah. Five minutes later. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give Diesel a tick here. Yeah, I think that's fair. He's sitting I mean, around in COVID lockdown. He's got nothing else to do. I mean, if, if the roles were reversed and you had sent me a message suggesting that, you know, Vin Diesel's put a song out and... Uh, it's not a laughable sort of affair that we thought it was going to be. I'd have told you you were losing your mind. Yeah, that's right. How much piss have you been drinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I never thought I'd say this, 
But the guy's first single is reasonably solid because it plays to... It just plays it in the right pocket and almost, yeah. in a way, keeps Diesel out of it. Do you know what I mean? Because they've just, they've just auto-tuned the shit out of his voice, so it doesn't matter. It could have been anyone. Well, I mean, you. Was, again, it was smart because he's gone with one of these producers that is kind of the artist of the song that just gets guest yeah. vocalists to do the songs. So, yeah, well done, Vin. Yeah, I'll, mean, go, I'll give you a pat on the back for that, mate. I mean, when you live your life a quarter mile at a time, sometimes the, you know, sometimes the, 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 he doesn't live his life a single every uh, every six months. Well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I, the, I think he, he, he may have struck some gold here. He needs to be careful. Well, sometimes when you when you know when you when you get to the end of the the, the quarter, the second quarter is a little bit different. The road's a little bit different. Yeah. So exactly. Be careful, Vin. This is my little piece of advice to you. Be careful. They're not all fucking bangers, mate. <laughs> Are you telling him to stop here? Be shrewd. Pick. <laughs> and don't release one every five minutes. If you're in lockdown for another 12 months, I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> no, this is the thing. Hold a basket this shit for 12 months. After the, after the response to this, guarantee the album's coming shortly. Oh, look, we've been in lockdown for a while. <laughs> look, I don't know how I can, whether I can take. Look, we've been in lockdown head. for a while. Uh, Vin's going to come out and say I've written a song a day, and I'm going to pump them all out. <laughs> <laughs> My head cannot take an album from fucking Vin Diesel. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, can like, it? I know I'm surprised. I know I'm surprised, <laughs> but I can't handle an album. Well, you seem to be enjoying this, so who knows? Yeah, but play to your strengths, Vin. Keep it mystery. Keep some mystery about it. Yeah, yeah. Release your singles. Release your singles on a film schedule. Release one every eighteen months. <laughs> you, might, you might keep us hooked. Yeah, mystery, mate. Remember that, that word, mysterious. Keep me in the dark about the quality of your work, mate. Because at the moment, I'm excited about what you put out. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> there you go. I mean, the longer we talk, the more excited you are. <laughs> All right. Apologies. Okay, let, let's get ourselves back under control here. That's Vin. You wanted to, because obviously we watched these on, watched the film clips and shit on um, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, 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 in this case, with regards to <laughs> a YouTube comment I found, yep. it was quite succinct. The one I found. The internet is a wonderful place, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yep, it is. (laughs) I mean, can you You imagine? Can you imagine? I never thought I'd say, but in a good way this time. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Thankfully, we lived in Australia when Bruce Willis was uh, releasing albums, so we were unaware of it for quite some time. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Thanks I've got some the, great trivia about that too, just yeah, quietly. Thanks to the internet, we were um, aware of Diesel's efforts immediately. <laughs> I know, but people were fucking talking about it five minutes after it was out there. Yeah, yeah. They I think were. it's because everyone thought it was going to be an embarrassing mess, and it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I've got to give the bloke a pat on the back for once in his once in his uh, career, I'll say something nice I mean, about it. Let's face it, quite frankly, you've shit on the bloke many times <laughs> on this podcast. Well, so, he's not my, my favourite actor, and... 
You know, I wasn't expecting... But he is your favourite sugary pop, 53-year-old sugary pop performer, is he? Correct. That's right. <laughs> oh, have you, did you find the YouTube comments worth uh, looking at? Uh, for Diesel, I didn't actually. I hadn't had a look at that one. I did have a look at some of the other ones, but not uh, not Vincent. So we talked about also sort of looking at who these artists, these blokes, these actors had worked with. Yeah. And who needs <laughs> needs their head read, or who's who should be pretty happy with what they did. And in yeah. Kygo's case, you hit the nail on the head. He's really the star of it. He's the artist. Diesel's yeah. just the side guy, right? Kygo uses Diesel to spread the word. I mean, if Diesel is anything, he is a very shrewd marketing guy. Yeah. Like, he markets his films well, and, you know, I mean, the Fast and the Furious franchise, he has sort of kept that stuff afloat and, and got it out there to the masses. He's very good at that. And so in Kygo's case, give yourself a pat on the back too. Yes. Well, I was, you know, I was I was intending to, to comment on who should have known better, in this case, it's it's myself because, as you said, <laughs> the, the bloke is, uh, you know, he he, uh, he knows how to he knows how to market things. So there you go. I, I did yeah. uh, I did quickly find a comment too that I enjoyed. Yeah. The comment said, "Shouldn't this guy be driving cars off planes?" Well, <laughs> <So. laughs> yeah, yeah, he should. But you know what? I prefer he was in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. That's all right. Honestly, at this stage, again, though, stay mysterious, Finn. If you're going to be in the studio for fucking 12 months, I want a release schedule that's about six years long. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stretch it I out. Don't want it in, I don't want to binge listen to it. <laughs> I can tell you that. You don't want 15 remixes that feel like I do? Well, if that's what all he's got, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, let's get off Vin Diesel. Spent 15 minutes just breaking down the Diesel experience, <laughs> musical experience, right? So on to an, another action star of some note, Jared, and you just pointed out that the internet, we were pre-internet in the 80s, and so we missed the opportunity to see Bruce Willis fucking fumb- fumbling about... <laughs> <laughs> fucking fumbling about in bloody... In, um, you know, blues sort of music. Now, look, I'm going to say it right here. Bruce Willis is one of my favourite actors, right? He's current king of our gold, silver, bronze Olympics. Current king. Uh, He's made a lot of really enjoyable movies that I love. And it's no surprise to find out he's not one of my favourite singers. (laughs) I I can tell you. Bruce has done some things right here. He has wisely... Done covers. Yes. Predominantly. Yeah. Blues and sort of that type of stuff, you know, it, it's it's not too bad. He's wisely got himself caught up with a couple of decent blues-type musicians or, you know, like the Pointer Sisters, Motown-style musicians. 
The Pointer Sisters and the Temptations. Should they know better, Jared? Yeah. They should yeah, probably know better. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was, you know, the, for my who should have known better, it was the, it was the fucking poor old Temptations. I mean, <laughs> I, I stumbled across a cover of him doing, oh, what was it? Something like the docker that's sitting on the dock of the bay or something like that. And... I mean, as you as you said, he wisely got hefty backing vocals to smother his input at certain points, <laughs> um, and it's you know he stuck to covers, so there wasn't you know there wasn't much to criticise in terms of the songwriting. Yeah, but when you're basically a rich man doing karaoke, and the Temptations have to roll out to back you up, I mean that's. That's a bit much. That's pretty fucking sad. <laughs> the, the poor old it's Temptations must have just been sitting there going, what has our career come to when we're taking this gig? Yeah. And look, another positive in Willis's favour, this was pre-Die Hard. He actually wasn't a star in the sense of what he became. He was a TV star. Now, I understand, Bruce, you're diversifying. You're trying to find a niche. Yeah, triple threat. You were a TV star. Maybe if I, you were flogging fucking Seagram's wine coolers. You know, (laughs) (laughs) the 80s were a fucking heady time for Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You had hair. I mean, things were fucking happening for Bruce Willis, but they weren't happening at the movie star level. So you're saying at this point he was still, you know, throwing up shit against the wall and something's going to (laughs) stick. Phase of his career. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say they'll use the word shit. <laughs> oh, wow. Throw it around. I mean, but... I, think, I think his albums hit the wall and rolled down to the floor pretty quickly. <laughs> Another funny piece of uh, trivia I kind of found on Wikipedia, so I can't be sure if it's 100% true or not. It stated that um, he, he uh, stopped drinking in 1988, and I looked at the dates of this. The song that we watched, which was Respect Yourself, and that was 1987. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bruce was still on makes, the piss. Makes sense. 87. Makes sense. And he, sounded, he actually sounded, he, he sounded like a B-grade Huey Lewis to me. Kind of, yeah. And look, you look at the film clip and it's trading off exactly what he was on Moonlighting. The cheeky guy with the fucking wink and all that sort of shit. That he parlayed some into some into some of his action films early on, you know. Yeah. So I kind of understand why he was doing it, but you know, the takeaway I always get from this kind of thing is just because you want to sing music, Bruce, and I appreciate the fact that you love music, but it doesn't just fucking sing it at home. <laughs> it, it doesn't have to. Be, <laughs> I'm saying it doesn't have to be in everyone's face, does it? No, it probably doesn't. It, because uh, I think that's it's, kind of what happens with a lot of these guys. Yeah, they, I think it's reasonable su- to suggest that Bruce probably could have strummed a few tunes at home and left it there. Yeah. And look, he plays a he plays a harmonica, so I'll give him a bit of <laughs> props for uh, an instrument of whatever you want, you know, of some type. But um, his vocally, he's just not even. He's barely even in that song. You can. It's just drowned out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost kind of like using again he, him sort of using his platform and his his um, celebrity to make a, a couple of albums that let's face it most of us wouldn't have even seen the light of day. Paul, 
No. And then he made Die Hard, and, and look, I'll give him his credit, he stopped making fucking music. <laughs> yeah. Well, his, acting, his acting career got to the point where he could say, I think the music's going to hurt my acting career. <laughs> yeah. So I better yeah, cut I that better out. stop this. <laughs> and yeah. sure, he probably he plays a few live gigs or whatever around the traps these days and still does it, but he wasn't making albums. Yeah. And so I, again, go for it. Go and play a couple of live gigs if you want. If someone wants to turn up, great. Good job. I, I won't be there, but that's okay. No, fuck no, I won't be there. <laughs> oh, I will not be within a fucking bull's roar of it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be, uh, yeah, I love the bloke. I love the bloke be, as an actor. You'll be, you'll be down the road with your glow sticks and party drugs at the Vin Diesel gig. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be down the road at a fucking Diesel gig. <laughs> Having the time of my life. <laughs> you'll be down the front. Uh, look, I don't want to shit be on Bruce too much going. because, as I said, you'll, you'll I love be, the man's fucking acting work. Yeah, But yeah. this just reeks of, you know, opportunity that you probably didn't deserve. <laughs> Well, what the fuck? I Why are you laughing? I, I can't say that's that's incorrect. Speaking of opportunities that were not deserved, Jared, on the way. Oh no, hang on, sorry, I don't want to jump ahead. On uh, YouTube, I found a comment that said his movements make me want to hide behind a car, <laughs> like on GTA Five. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, so my favourite comment, other than uh, my eyes are burning, was um, <laughs> there was somebody somebody said, "Welcome to the party, pal." <laughs> it was just yeah, that fit beautifully. <laughs> Summed it up. Yep. All right. Okay. Off Bruce. Off Bruce. Onto an action star that look, he's polarizing. <laughs> he's been polarizing with us, Jared. I once tried to defend his acting skills in a in a public defender type of way. Was <laughs> quickly quickly shut down. Mr. Steven Seagal. Yes. Now his Are song you... that I, I looked at was "Girl, It's All Right." Yeah. Are you planning on getting on the stand for this one? <laughs> oh, look, I will get partially on the stand here because this is probably, out of all these guys we're talking about, I expect it to be <laughs> shitting all over this park. <laughs> but, look, lyrically and, and his singing, it's, it's not real great. Is that fair? Uh, yes. He can play a decent guitar, though, to me. You know, I'm not Eddie Van Halen, for God's sake, but he sounds like he can play the guitar all right. Yeah, look, he plays a few, plays a bluesy sort of, some bluesy numbers. He can handle it all right, but again, I'm not sure you're getting recorded if your name's not Steven Seagal and you're not fronting up the cash to record it. Yeah. He's very earnest. Surprise. But that seems surprise, to be Seagal. The man, you're saying he wouldn't get, he wouldn't have got any work musically. Correct. If his name I'm not saying. Steve. Look, I'm not saying he's a bad musician, but again, this is this is vanity project, mate. And Stephen is the king of the vanity project. 
<laughs> he enjoys a good vanity project. I will give him that. Look, he, <clears throat> as I said, I don't think it's the worst of this group that we've got. No, not I, at all. I won't say that. His problem is his music sounds like his films in the sense that he's trying to put a message in and there's an earnestness to it that's kind of, I'd love to see him just, you know, have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, not possible for the bloke. Yeah, it seems like that's the case. Yeah. Now, his, he actually had Stevie Wonder on the Crystal Cave. Songs from the Crystal Cave. A couple of great album names, by the way. Songs from the Crystal Cave, Mojo Priest. (laughs) Probably the best album names out there. Yeah. What are you laughing about? (laughs) Why are you laughing at that? (laughs) Well, I mean, you talk about Ernest. You know that he's naming the album Mojo Priest and then going on the tours talking about how he is the Mojo Priest and you know when he gets <laughs> when he gets into that vibe and you know there's there's no one that plays the blues like him because he's got so much soul and so much mojo that he's the Mojo Priest and all this sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But Stevie Wonder probably should have a good hard look at himself. Should have known better. Yes, definitely. Stevie Wonder is a fucking legend. Yes. A musical legend. It's like fucking Bruce Willis having the Beatles in the background. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. And that's not to knock the Temptations or anything, but Stevie Wonder is a fucking bona fide legend of music. What he's doing on a Steven Seagal album can only be described as fucking strange. It's, yeah, bizarre. Because Stevie Wonder should know well better than this. And Stevie doesn't need to work. I'm no. sure he's. I'm sure he's. I don't know. Am I not giving Seagal enough credit? Did Stevie hear Seagal play and think, "Fuck, I got to get on this"? It could have been one of those things too, where they met up somewhere on the line. They played, did a bit of jamming with each other, and it just kind of worked. You know, maybe that was it. <laughs> well, you know what musicians are like. They. If they get together, have a bit of a jam session, they probably love it, you know, because it's all just freewheeling. And maybe Stevie goes, "All right, yeah, I'll, I'll record a song with you." Yeah, yeah, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just imagining the scenario coming together where Seagal says to Stevie one day, "Hey, you want a jam?" <laughs> like how that works out. Yeah, agreed. It would have been a would have been a strange situation, I'd say. Now, I found a very funny um, YouTube comment. I just heard the greatest song ever written. Who wrote it? I did. <laughs> yep. In reference to one of the fucking many, many stories about Mr. Seagal. Yep, correct. I also liked my ears have been marked for death after listening to this. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I am surprised that there was no, you know, gags about slapping a bass or something like that. Yeah. I thought that would have fit. Maybe I'll chuck one up there later on. All right. Have you? Uh, 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 do you have anything further to say about Stephen Seagal? I know mm. you've you've got a, some sort of beef with the guy. Look, I'd prefer to move on. <laughs> I, <laughs> <we're> just, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's what Stevie Wonder said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stevie. Can you, hang well. around, can you hang around for another song? No, no. <laughs> no, I prefer to move on. <laughs> All right. Here, this one's going to be polarizing, Jared. Because we have differing opinions about this particular song. Yep. This is Eddie Murphy. Uh huh. Party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. 
Yeah. This is <laughs> shit. It's trash. <laughs> it is. It's trash. It's it's he, Eddie Murphy. I'm not saying he's a bad singer, but he's done so many of those parody songs, you know, in his act and everything, which I love, mind you. Yeah. But yeah. he sounds the same here. I mean, it sounds like it should be fucking Randy Watson from <laughs> yeah. Coming to America. Yeah, look, it does sound a little bit like sexual chocolate. I, I, can't, <laughs> exactly. I can't deny that. Um, um, the film clip is an absolute joy to behold, though. It is. It is. And I think I mean, when he walks in and that poodle head his <laughs> Rick James meets him at the door, I was in stitches. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the, the, the most enjoyable aspects of the song. I mean, as you said, Ricky, uh, yeah, he, he rolls in and Rick James, fresh from going to the barber and asking for the paddle pop lion look. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, there's, a, there's a, just an absolute cavalcade of other hangers-on who are wearing knitted sweaters and grooving away and <laughs> pointing at Murphy and shit, like... Oh, I absolutely love that. That was great. And let me let me give a shout out to one of his backing guys too. There's a guy behind him playing the guitar. He's fucking shirtless with a leather jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute magic. Great look. Yeah. I might I might I might see if I can style that one up myself. Go and get myself a leather jacket and start rocking that look. Um, but no, well, look, let's get let's get musical reason, here though, Jared. The, the let's reason get I enjoyed it. it, part of the enjoyment was the intro. To the song with that, th- you know, a bit of thumping fucking drum there and, uh, you know, plenty of synthesizers and shit. I, I was listening to it and I thought, this sounds just like the opening to a fucking, to an action movie. Like, the, oh, that that music felt like the opening to Beverly Hills Cop before Eddie Murphy got to it. <laughs> I could imagine, <laughs> I could imagine Axel Cobretti fucking... You know, some some Axel Cobretti style ball bag riding around on a motorbike around LA, no helmet because he doesn't give a fuck, of course. But, you know, cruising the streets while the credits roll to that that intro. And look, the song isn't great. I'm not going to pretend it's a great song. But again, you got to think of the time. There was a this this shit was right in the pocket for the '80s yeah, kind of stuff look, that was coming. Out. I will agree with you that. This fits the '80s vibe, right? the The period this was made is exactly what you were getting. To me, it feels kind of Michael Jackson light, a little bit. Or oh, yeah, it's Rick James light. That's sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, that's that's known as that's that in the industry that's known as Rick James high. <laughs> yeah. so, Rick James is fucking all over this. Like this is. This is Rick James. You said to me before we came on, Rick James cast-offs. And, yeah, it is. But it doesn't make it any better. And I can tell you right now, if Rick James hadn't been singing it, it wouldn't have been any better. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's shit. Look, mate, you just... (laughs) I think it's the worst song of all the ones we looked at. I think perhaps you just don't know the fucking, you know, the trials of a girl who wants to party all the time. You just got (laughs) to... I mean, we're saying Vin Diesel. At least I guess Eddie was a young man and partying all the time was okay for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, if Vin Diesel was singing party all the time at 53, we'd be asking questions or we'd be <laughs> laughing at it. Yeah. So Eddie fit the fit the, the range because he was only in his early 20s, wasn't he, when this was Yeah, I think so. Around. 
But still, I think it's the worst song of the lot. Mm. I I'm prefer WhatsApp. That other fucking debacle with look, Michael Jackson. That's what I was going to say. I was I was going to give Party All the Time a pass because, yeah, what, <laughs> what's up with you? That's where Eddie's problems really started. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what is going on there. And the film clip is fucking bizarre, which yeah. is no surprise with, the, you know, Eddie Murphy at the height of his... Part of his powers and getting a little bit. I think it was Chris Stapleton mentioned this when he was talking about Garth Brooks changing his persona. And they said, when they said, you know, he said, I can't really blame him because when you get to that level of fame, you're just looking for something else to do. Like you're thinking, what else can I do? So sometimes your ideas, uh, you know, it might not be the best. Yeah, but I got, you an, get, I got an you idea get, for you, Garth. Stop fucking making music for two years, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. dickhead. Well, this like, is the thing. It's not fucking hard. Like, well, I don't that, understand these people. This is the thing with what's, I mean, up with, with what's up with you. It's peak of your powers, Eddie Murphy, looking to do something else. Nobody telling him not to do it. Yeah, looking to do something else. Nobody telling him not to do it. Michael Jackson saying, yeah, Eddie, that sounds like a fucking great idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess in the defence of a lot of these guys is, they're, they're artistic people, and they don't. A lot of them don't rest. Yeah, they're not into resting, because part of that industry is you need to always have something to offer. Yeah, they're into fucking noodling around on the keyboard and calling up Rick James and saying, "Will, will you, will you produce yeah. this for me?" No, no, Rick, so look, Rick's not available right now. He's sleeping off a cocaine binge, <laughs> but when he brings you back, we'll get you in the studio. The thing with Murphy is, like I said, what's up with you? That's where it started going pear shaped. I mean, shit, even fucking Rockwell squeezed the hit out of Jacko. Eddie couldn't manage to do it. Um, yeah, but Rockwell squeezed it out of peak Jackson. Yeah, but this not is nineties uh, Jackson. Eddie's still going, which is also a bit of an issue because I, as I said to you, I had to listen to a song called "Hey Jar Jar," <laughs> yes. and it is Eddie Murphy attempting to be sort of Bob Marley-ish. Bit of reggae. Yeah, I, I, I listened to thirty seconds of that and quickly <laughs> turned it off. <laughs> Yeah, you were prepared to waste three minutes, three or four minutes on party all the time, but that was it. Well, Not committing to any more. You you hit the nail on the head with party all the time. The film clip is so fucking outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch it through, <laughs> even if it ain't like the song. Yeah, yeah. All right, Eddie. I went to YouTube for Eddie. My co- the comment I have is seriously, how epic do you think parties that Rick James and Eddie Murphy had in the eighties were? They had to be some good ones. <laughs> yep. Yep. Spot on. I think that's there correct. Would have been some abs- I reckon a party is where this song was concocted. Yeah, yeah. My favourite comments. There was a couple. One of them was literally everyone in the- on this video is on so much coke. Uh, that was one of them. <laughs> And I, my other favourite comment was, Eddie, my girl wants to party all the time. Me, how is that possible? Rick James, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, good stuff. Ah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, this was definitely done 
at a party in the Hollywood Hills on a Saturday night. This deal was done. Similar to when we talked about how fucking Sting ended up on the Demolition Man soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sting must still... You're engaging a little bit too much cocaine. Yeah, Sting must still be partying hard because he ended up on a whole album collaboration with Shaggy as well. So, <laughs> I mean, that bloke's, woke, <laughs> that bloke's woken up in the recording studio more times than he'd care to mention, I think. <laughs> well, you know... Not to go too deep into Stig's, <laughs> Stig's career, but this is a guy who lost hundreds of millions of dollars and didn't fucking know it because <laughs> they were making so much money. <laughs> yeah. When, when, mean, you, yeah. When you can turn a blind eye to hundreds of millions of losses, yeah, you're probably, <laughs> you're probably uh, yeah, finding interesting ways to spend your time. Exactly. All right, Eddie, look, I've, I'm sorry, Eddie, because I love you, mate, but... I don't want to party all the time with you and Rick James. I can tell you now. <laughs> all right, I'm the, another earnest bloke that um, <laughs> recently I went and saw his latest film and you you told me I was a fucking idiot, I believe. <laughs> Possibly. But, but I, I responded with, oh, contraire, Jared. The man still has it. And that's one Russell Crowe. And he's 30-odd foot of grunts. Slash, the ordinary fear of God. I know I gotta get out, gotta run away. Can't afford the maintenance, baby. Things have gotta change, things have gotta change. Things have gotta change. Wantless conversation, changing nothing. Correct. Uh, The song is Things Have Got to Change. Now, look, this is kind of karaoke for me. Mm -hmm. He's earnest and all that shit. He's like Seagal, you know. It's, It's earnest sort of folk rock. But Russell's voice is not strong. Not strong. No. And it just feels like if you get a decent singer down at the karaoke club, this is kind of what you get. (laughs) I mean, I'm not talking about me at the karaoke club. I'm not talking about someone like me at the karaoke club. Quick sidebar, we went to a karaoke club after a a mate of mine's wedding. It was called Wangs. (laughs) (laughs) The writing was probably on the wall initially, what we were doing there. I busted out a, a cover of Wanted Dead or Alive. To me, it sounded fucking brilliant. <laughs> but <laughs> somebody See, recorded it. Stop right there. Whilst we were doing it. That is the exact mentality that causes these blokes to make albums. <laughs> <laughs> so you say Russell, someone, Russell Crowe went into Wangs one night and punched this out? Thought it was awesome? Yeah, he punched out Dead or Alive and thought, that sounds fucking fantastic. But I've got the fucking, um, I've got the resources to put that on an album. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I, I, I of course, thought it was awesome. I'd had 20 beers. Yeah. I do. So uh, my thinking was a little bit clouded, it's fair to say. And someone recorded it and it was played back to me the next day. Subsequently, <laughs> I did not record a cover. 
Uh, yeah, fair enough. In fact, I asked them to erase it. <laughs> well, maybe you need to get on stronger, stronger drugs like Ricky James and Eddie Murphy, and exactly. we might have had it. We might have had an epic film clip to go with it. Yeah, it could have been. Could have been interesting. But back to back to Russell. It's just not strong enough. I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. That's party all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just not strong enough to be sort of sold, you know. Like, you, you, you keep coming back to it, and I totally agree, is the man has the resources to put it out there, but that doesn't mean it should be. Yes. I think you nailed it on the head. He's 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 rusty again. He's the, like... He can hold a tune, he can play a guitar, but I don't want to pay to see him do that. I yeah. want to pay to see him act. I listen to a couple of their tunes for some reason, and he seems to change all <laughs> He seems to change all the <laughs> You got caught up. You got caught you got up. Caught up in Toefog. I got caught up well. in Toefog. I listened to the sound always changed. It sounded like one, like there was one where I described it as sounds like Powderfinger, but not enough powder. And there was another. <laughs> <laughs> the next one I listened to sounded like Nick Cave. There was another one that sounded like an attempt at a Springsteen-y sort of, you know, blue collar storytelling tune. I was just yeah. thinking, again, he's aiming for all these, all these stellar musicians, Russ. Pick and stick, pick and stick. If you're going to be powderfinger with not enough powder, that's okay. You can you just just stick there. It's not okay. I'm sure powderfinger would be fucking unhappy. <laughs> well, if powderfinger recorded it, they'd probably say we're not going to release it. But that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's just a side bit of shit we were mugging around with. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm with you. I don't hate his I don't hate his voice or anything. I don't. I'm I'm not at all saying he's not. Semi talented as a musician, he's got some something to offer, but I just don't feel it's worth being out there. And it's proven. I mean, Tofog went fucking nowhere. Yeah, like even true. with Russell Crowe fronting it at at probably the peak of his time, wasn't that around Gladiator and all that stuff? Yeah, I think so. So I get what Russell's marketing ploy was: strike while the iron's hot. <laughs> it's just that the iron wasn't fucking on. I'm yeah, sorry yeah. to say it; it wasn't on. Yeah, I mean, if your name can't, you know, if your name drags people through the door and they don't want to stay, then then that probably tells you all that you need to know. Yeah, I mean, go and talk to Vinny Diesel. He's he's the room's full at the moment. I mean, he dragged oh, him through mate. the door and they don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, everybody wants to stay for Vin Diesel, <laughs> but That's Vin's right. also got to learn a lesson from Russell and Bruce and these guys. Learn what? a lesson, Vin. Stop now. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't learned because Bruce and Russell never had a room this full. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're socially distanced, but there's still a line out the door for Vinny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Vin is cresting a wave musically. I'm just concerned you're that that wave's going to turn. You're suggesting quickly. it's about the wave's about to crash towards the shore. Yeah, because Russell's wave, I think, never actually crested. It was one of those ones that it looks like it's going to crest, 
And then it just kind of flops back. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> yeah. You know the ones I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Russell's you just fly was... over the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going down that analogy. Now, YouTube, I, there wasn't a lot of comments on the one I looked at because it had only been watched about 9,000 times, which is very small for YouTube. But the best one was bloody awful. (laughs) 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 Look, I thought that was a touch harsh, but it kind of, I guess, summed things up pretty decently on that front. The comment before that said, and he had he actually had a movie career after this, <laughs> which oh, I felt was a, a bit, bit harsh, a little bit harsh. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about Russell's music, but if you go and watch Unhinged, like I did, <laughs> you'll see the man can still, he can still do it. He's still a very good actor. Mm. And Russell, I want to see you on silver screens, mate. I don't want to see you on YouTube dressed in tight jeans or semi-tight jeans, a tight sort of bowling T-shirt that's got the fucking arms rolled up. I don't want to see that. That's not for me. So mm. get back in the cinemas, mate. It's not. I don't think it was for many people. No. Well, 9,000 people watching on YouTube and it's been out for 15 years. That tells you <laughs> that's, something. That's and and we just added to the count. <laughs> yeah, we, bu- we bumped it over, did we? The last one, Jared. The last one. Now, you've probably got a bit to say about this. You're, I think you're a little dirty about this one. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, this is, going to be, this is going to be difficult to do. We're talking the Bacon Brothers. Because I like to watch her. She's easy, she's easy, she's easy, she's easy, easy on my Kevin and his Kevin. brother Michael. Uh, <laughs> can you start this off? Ah, uh, look. Again, you're allowed to. You're allowed to play music, Kevin. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say you're not allowed to do that, and I'm not gonna say you can't. Again, you can sing a little bit. You can play play guitar. That's fine. But there is no world in which the Bacon Brothers should have a greatest hits album. Do they have a greatest hits album? They have a greatest hits album. According, I saw one on Apple Music that was labelled as a greatest hits album. <laughs> no, no, you're correct. They should not have an album. Period. <laughs> like it should be just EPs. That was like if that. Yeah, go and talk to Kygo and work something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to someone who knows. Like they're playing a folk, a folksy sort of. Uh, I sort of put it as kind of like. You know, a little bit of the Eagles type. Yeah. Sugar-free um, Eagles? If the Eagles were tone deaf. <laughs> oh, that's... Look, that's not fair. <laughs> I can tell you now, mate, I'd like to talk to the Eagles and, and some of these major, major bands that people have ripped off over the years, what they think of some of the stuff beneath them. And if I said to them, if I said to them, the Bacon Brothers sound like they're sort of doing your sort of stuff, I suggest I'd be met with a fair bit of fucking, <laughs> fair bit of fire, I'd say. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't but, say, look, as I said, Kevin can, Kevin can sing a bit, he can play a bit of guitar, but 
Yeah, we we can't start talking comparisons with the Eagles, that's for sure. <laughs> it, it felt a little bit like that, although it's very folksy and kind of like very much, uh, I guess, independent or indie-style music. I only watched one song. It was called Corona Tune. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, lyrically it was okay, I guess. You know, I got where it was coming from and it was quite heartfelt, which I'm okay with. The the thing for me, Jared, is I see Kevin Bacon in a different style. Yeah, you know, when I think of Kevin Bacon musically, I think of something totally different. I'll tell you what I think of. It's nineteen eighty five. The album cover is all black with Bacon in like a, a sort of a street lamp. He's leaning against it, he's in a duster jacket, mullet flowing, holding a guitar. <laughs> and guess what the album's called, Jared? Sizzles. Sizzles. <laughs> That's uh, well, what I see him as a musician. I cannot believe, I cannot believe that the Bacon Brothers do not have an album called A Pound of Bacon. <laughs> I, I it, just make it happen. I will also accept a side of bacon if you... <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept a fucking rind of bacon. Have some fun with it, boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because Bacon in the in the last few years has has really kind of taken on this tone where the bloke is happy to take the, take the piss and have a little bit of fun with all this what he does. But the Bacon Brothers is the front where he's still super serious about it. Yeah, and I'm not saying he has to be. He can't be serious about his music, but again, it just it just reeks of. I have a platform which allows me to put this out and gives yeah, me. You have the resources. Look, this is it's got to be. It's self-funded. Is it? Well, let it have to be. Was he working with anybody of note? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel bad about saying this because I think bacon. I love bacon. I do. Yes, I love bacon, and I agree. More recently. And look, Bacon's always been pretty good with regards to the fact that his name's Kevin Bacon and, you know, he, he, he rolls with it a little bit. It probably gave him the shits back when he was a little younger, you know, when he was trying to be a, a, a serious actor or perhaps being a leading man. But once he became a character actor, you know, a really good character actor, which he is, he sort of leaned in a little bit to his sort of Bacon style and the six degrees of Kevin Bacon and all that. He leaned into that. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And he always comes across as a really sort of cool dude. But this stuff is just, you know, it's Vanity Project Central. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I stumbled across another one called, it's called She's Easy. Yeah. Because when he sings it over and over, it sounds like She's Easy, and then he finishes off with She's Easy on my eyes. Yeah. And I was just like, I listened to it, and I, I just thought, this is a song that Train would have said, nah. It's not. It's not going to cut it. <laughs> that whimsical kind of delivery and the kind of the nonsense lyrics every now and then. And I'm just like, it's yeah. But the, and this is where it comes in, where you get the resources to do this that other people don't have. The film clips him and and uh, his wife. His wife. I'm like, there's a lot of people that would would get those two in a film clip, and that would get a bunch of people watching their tunes. Because they're like, yes. oh shit, Kevin Bacon and Kyra Sedgwick did a film clip together. I better check this out. You know, it's sort of, it's. Uh, I'm not saying they're not allowed to do that, but again, I'm sort of like, yeah, 
I wouldn't say it's great music. It's not. Maybe it's more to cater to, the, to his brother. Are you pointing the finger? No, I'm just saying that his brother, I think, is more musically inclined. Yes, I think so. And so Kevin gets into it because he likes his music too. They get together. They call themselves the Bacon Brothers. Oh, fuck, you're making me feel bad about this now. And and it just gives a little bit more profile. So in a way, Kevin's brother is being sort of showcased as well. Yeah, look, I can I mm-hmm. can understand that. I can understand I that. I can understand that too. The thing that I guess and, irritates look, me a little bit and coming back to all of these artists is they come with a, a certain amount of fans straight off the bat. So you don't have to produce a good song. Well, I mean, Russell well, Crowe okay. might, might say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, let me rephrase. It can be mediocre. I'll put it in a sporting analogy. It's like you're starting in the top grade, mate. You, you waltz into, you waltz into the top grade, and you get your chance to fail, basically. Whereas everyone else has got to get drafted, has got to find their yep. minutes, has got to get on the court. Whereas you just waltz into the top grade and just go from there. Play a few games, your, play like shit, and then get it's your then, it's then your walk job away to go. Yeah, it's your job Sorry, to mate, lose. It's your job to lose. Whereas the people that are fighting for a music career have to fucking build up. Yeah. Agreed. And a lot of these guys come in, they do it for a little bit, and then they go, oh, fuck, I've got other things to do. Because they've got, because it's a side project. It's not, yeah. the, it's not what they really do for a living. And a, a struggling now, I know musician. That that changed. A struggling that musician. That change. There, there are plenty of artists now who, who, who do both. Yeah. They diversify, but. As I've, a lot of the times I've said, a lot of them are kind of jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Yeah. In the sense that you don't see Christian Bale doing both. <laughs> Do you no. know what I mean? No. He's a world-class actor, an Oscar-winning actor. That's what he's good at. He's not making music on the side. Russell Crowe is kind of the classic example of that. You can be an absolutely great actor, but be not much of a music like like the music doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I know I mean, there's a lot of actresses who do music as well and have probably been more successful. You know, looking at someone like Jennifer Lopez, say, has been far more successful in sort of juggling both. Debate. <laughs> which like what? Either way, she's not the greatest musician. She's not the greatest actress either. Yeah, correct. I think yeah, you're right. You know what there. I mean? Like she, she's because she's splitting her time. You know, it, it sort of means that you're only you're not getting quite the absolute best. Yeah, that's fair. Do you have anything further to add about one Kevin Bacon and the Bacon Brothers, other than the fact that you're dirty on the fact that they didn't use <laughs> Bacon style analogies in album? Well, <laughs> the names of their albums. You've got to do it at some point. Yeah, even if you're just taking the piss. Yeah. Like, call every album Eggs and Bacon, <laughs> you know, Cider Bacon, Rider Bacon. Like, well, just a, they had a song. They had a song called, um, I think it was called The Cooking Song, and it was sort of subtitled Add Love and Stir. I mean, just what? throw. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this I is where see this. This is where it's bloody ridiculous. Did you listen to it? Absolutely ridiculous. I listened to thirty seconds and then again I said oh, I'd like to move on from there. 
But <laughs> he took the Stevie Wonder approach. <laughs> I mean, why don't you? Why can't you say the cooking song "Add Love" plus a little bit of bacon, bacon. and stir? <laughs> I mean, that's. <laughs> Because Bacon won't use those Bacon analogies in his musical stuff, I'm going to use them on his music. This is half cooked. (laughs) 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 Their music's half cooked. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think you're right. It's not good. Yes. Yeah. I think that's fair. (laughs) That's fair enough to say. Definitely not a sizzle to it, I can say that much. No, there's definitely not a sizzle. Look, is that everything we needed to say about these actors who have covered their or, or have delved into music? Are yeah, you still look, happy to say Vin Diesel was the top pick? Oh, Diesel's Diesel's number one on the on the on the actors' charts at the moment. Yeah, he's currently number one in my heart as well. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, I love you, Vin. Yeah, Rusty Crows. Keep, keep, Rusty keep Crows ripping out those bangers, mate. Rusty Crows at the bottom for mine. Uh, Eddie Murphy's at the bottom for me. No, no, Rusty, Rusty, at a, Rusty should be looking for thirty odd, uh, thirty odd foot of, uh, thirty odd foot of scripts to read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Out of the no, recording look, studio. Look, look, Russell's just earnest enough to jump over Eddie. No, but that's the problem. No, it's not the Eddie problem. was having some fun. Eddie's Eddie's not high, but he's Rusty's at the bottom for me. Okay. Where's the Bacon Brothers sit? Oh, I mean, this is the only place, the only thing I could ever say that Kevin Bacon comes behind Vin Diesel and Steven Seagal for me. <laughs> but I reckon Bacon's down the bottom too. Yeah, look, if I had to rank them... I'm going diesel. Fuck. <laughs> Even though I slagged the shit out of him, surely Willis has got to be a two. Is that, oh, jeez. Am I reading that right? Look, depending on how many drinks I've had, you know, party on the time might get me on the dance floor, but respect yourself, <laughs> won't. Yeah, but if I have 25 Seagram's wine coolers, I can tell you, respect yourself, I won't be respecting myself. <laughs> As Bruce wasn't when he sang it. But yeah, yeah. somehow Bruce has ended up still at number two for me. Probably because there's a, there's a lot of positives. He stopped doing it. He stopped drinking. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good to come out of this. He's he's cleaned himself up. <laughs> he became a movie star yeah, after that shit. And we don't have to listen to him anymore. So that's that's extremely positive out of out of this situation. So you're right. You, you, <laughs> you've talked me around. Willis is number yeah, two. Willis is at two. Fuck cigars at three. Yeah, probably. Murphy's around there. Murphy probably nudges it for me because he had one uh, one listenable song. <laughs> yeah, look, I couldn't get through a full song of Seagal's either. So <laughs> I'm, I'm actually yeah, just fucking go, just fuck off and play your songs in the Crystal Cave, so we don't yeah, have to hear yeah, anymore. Keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We fucking hunted it down, Jared. We That's did. how stupid we are. Yeah. Well, I mean, beauty of the internet. The internet is a wonderful thing. 
hang on, hang on. Let's, let's, I, I apologise. Where am I? Okay, so we've got... We've got Diesel at the top by a fucking mile. Willis at two. You've got Murphy at three. Yes. I've got Seagal at three. So I've got Seagal at four. Seagal at four. I've got the Bacon Brothers at four. Hmm. They're my five. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> you got you got them at five. Yeah. Uh, I've got Tofog at five. Yeah, that's and it. Murphy at six. Tofog's at the bottom for me. <laughs> if I want to hear yeah, Nick well, Cave, if I want to hear Nick Cave or um, Powderfinger, I'll listen to Nick Cave or Powderfinger. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, nobody's arguing that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, um, this is this is where Murphy wins out. If you say to me, "This is a Rick James tune," but Eddie Murphy will sing it for you, and it'll have a really funny film clip. <laughs> That's yeah, bumped look, him up pro- the charts. <laughs> Put it this way: I would, I would watch Eddie Murphy's party all the time on YouTube ten times more than I'd watch most of the others. That counts. But that doesn't that counts equate to song. Song skill or craft. Yeah, but look, my, mine's the popular charts. <laughs> Yours is the billboards? I'm going on billboards. I'm going on popularity. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> Get over yourself. <laughs> Toe Fog, definitely at five. Murphy at six. Murphy is proper. <laughs> no matter, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he can party all the time down there, mate. I don't have to hear him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. up the top listening to Diesel. Glow sticks at the ready, whistles out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Living my life at a quarter mile at a time. And then when you know when he finishes that song, you spend the rest of the concert singing, so yelling out, play Feels Like I Do again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is what happens, mate. He plays Feel Like I Do. I am super excited. And then he goes... Here's a new one I just recently wrote, and I turn around and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, Bruce Willis is playing down the road. I'm going to go and have a look at him. Yeah, yeah. Willis, is a, Willis is an open mic night. So, <laughs> all right, we'll go down and find what he's up to. Yeah, the reason is, is I came back to what I said before: mystery, Vin, mystery. Don't talk to me about other shit you've done. <laughs> Steer clear of it. Just let me bask in what you've given me at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm sure that'll happen. All right. All right. That is our actors who dabbled as musicians. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podomatic. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia. We're also on Instagram at Thrill Me Podcast AU. Like and, and, and rate and review us if you can. Keep an eye on the Facebook page with regards to what movie will cover next. Now, Jared, we're going away for a, a couple of days up the coast, so there'll be a couple of interesting, interesting films covered in that period. So we've got a lot of big content coming. Hmm. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a few beers involved too. So yeah, fair to say, bit, could be a little bit dicey at times. So, so keep an eye out for those. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers.
Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.